everyone, Little Miss Gamer here to talk to you guys this week about one of the quirkiest games to ever be released for the NES. It's a game that most hardcore gamers have definitely heard of, but might not have actually played. So get this, it's a platformer, but you can't jump. You have this shape-shifting sidekick that you have to constantly feed. You have to go around collecting diamonds and gold and power-ups, but you really only need one item to beat the game. And there's this huge anti-obesity message that gets canceled out by your own actions. Give up? It's a boy and his blob. I picked up this game not too long ago because it's one of my friend Hex's favorite games and I'd never played it before. With a title like A Boy and His Blob, you just know it's gotta be quirky and fun. And the game delivers on that for sure. Ew. <laughs> now, instead of me explaining to you exactly how to play the game, I'm actually going to read to you straight from the manual. And that's because this is a game where the entire backstory is completely explained outside of the game itself. Look. He likes them. Likes them? The boy's blob loves them. Jelly beans, that is, and every flavor under the subway. Ugh, bad pun. Like vanilla, apple, tangerine, cinnamon, cola, coconut, and more. Like many boys in the 21st century, the boy has a buddy from outer space. This one's from Blobalonia, a place where an evil emperor makes everyone eat only marshmallows and chocolate. In fact, for the emperor, healthy things like vitamins are poisonous. Blob, his full name is Blobbert, came to Earth looking for someone to help him defeat the evil emperor. That's how he met the boy. To defeat the evil emperor, the boy and Blob will need a goodly supply of vitamins. And to get vitamins, they'll need money. To get money, they'll search the underground caverns for hidden treasures and diamond stones. So what's the boy to do? Just whistle. That'll call Blob. Then feed him jelly beans. You see, the boy miraculously discovered that not only does Blob love jelly beans, but that different jelly beans turn Blob into different shapes, and that those shapes can be used to get through many otherwise impossible situations. With his repertoire of shapes, Blob can help the boy overcome even the most outrageous obstacles, as long as Blob gets the right flavored bean. In fact, with enough jelly beans and enough flavors, anything is possible. Is this the coolest concept ever, or just a really weird ad for jelly beans? Either way, I was ready to take the plunge. The game looks like a platformer, but it's really a puzzle game in disguise. You navigate caverns, fields, and factories one screen at a time, figuring out which blob power to use to advance to the next screen. But the manual talks about collecting gold to buy vitamins, but really, the only item you absolutely have to pick up is the lime jelly beans. They transform the blob into a key that grants you access to the evil emperor's castle. You get five lives, but you really only need them for experimentation. Once you know how to beat an area, you're set. If things weren't flying at your face all the time on Blobalonia, I'd say you really only need one life. Now, I really enjoy playing this game, 
but has there ever been another video game that has such a mixed message riddled throughout the entire experience? Let's investigate this in a serious manner. Jelly beans, good. Vitamins, very good. Sweets, kill. Vitamins, kill? Does this make any sense? Perhaps if we were talking straight up diabetes or hypoglycemia even, that could make sense. Avoid sugary snacks, eat your vitamins, but don't overdose, cause if you do, it's blob city for you. However, this is not Captain Novelin. The main character, the boy, runs around with his fat alien friend named Blobbert. During the course of the game, you stuff the blob's face with 15 different kinds of jelly beans. Some of these chemically processed treats have good sounding names like lime, grape, and tangerine. But then there's cola, vanilla, and root beer all cavity causers. Now I'm not implying that the blob got fat and eating too many 10 calorie jelly beans, but how much red dye number two do you think it took to get him to lose all of his bones? I mean, how many pills do the citizens of Blobolonia take before they started to gain superpowers and become allergic to vitamins? The manual says that to the emperor, vitamins are like poison. How screwed up on sweets and jelly beans do you have to be where the slightest ingestion of vitamin B is gonna kill a brother? Come on! What's funny is that this game probably made kids want to eat jelly beans, not vitamins. I mean, if you eat jelly beans, which by the way, aren't that great for you, you turn into stuff. If you eat vitamins, like the emperor, you die a horrible, terrible, slow death, poisoned, and alone. Which do you think kids wanted to eat when they beat this game? Me? I'd probably stand underneath that marshmallow machine and grab as many marshmallows as I could. I mean, that's every kid's dream, to be like Charlie in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and eat candy forever. Instead of that, we get candy terrorists, boy and blob, who wanted to end Wonka's whole operation. Just think what would have happened if Charlie had thrown some nutritious vitamins at Willy Wonka right at the end. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You get nothing, nothing, yeah, nothing. Yeah, he would have flipped out. Just look at the emperor after he gets hit with a dose of his carefully stored away vitamins. He looks much more fit and definitely less blobbish. It's like the poison of the vitamins cured him of obesity. Popping some pills just chased the pounds away. Hmm. David Crane, the creator of A Boy and His Blob, might be a name that some of you would recognize. He is the mastermind behind legendary game Pitfall, and also its sequel, Pitfall 2, The Lost Caverns. Five years passed between the releases of these two similar looking games, but a boy and his blob still retained the Indiana Jones-like quality of Pitfall. One man exploring a cavern, dodging monsters, looking for treasure. Even the title screen and the music has that indie feel. Let's talk about glitches, because this game has many. You can actually beat the game in around seven minutes if you A, die on purpose to respawn close to the end of the earth level, or B, use the blob's coconut ability to rid Blobolonia of 90% of the obstacles. All you do is roll him past the cherry bombs and teeth and voila, the game makes him go away for some reason. 
It's like coconut jelly beans release some kind of crazy nerve toxin that makes enemies melt. All in all, the game is a fun romp, but it's very short once you know how to beat it. Remember in Myst how you could speed to the very end once you knew where to go? Pretty much the same thing here, and it can go even faster if you use the coconut respawn glitches. The replay value isn't very high unless you try to pick up all the gold or beat it without getting hit. There was a sequel for the Game Boy, and a reported third game that was scheduled to be released in 2005. The developer Majesco, which was under financial stress, decided not to release it. Actually, if anybody knows what happened to that game, let me know. And also, if you know of any other games that have any kind of weird mixed messages, definitely send me an email at littlemissgamer at ppcproductions.com. Let me know. Okay, let's go read some viewer mail. Come on. Hey everyone, Little Miss Gamer here, and I'm doing viewer mail today from the park down the street from where I live. And you can see that there are a ton of kids out here. <laughs> Look, they're here. They're here. <laughs> anyway, so I'm gonna do some viewer mail. Um, I have some right here. So let's do it. Dear Little Miss Gamer, I just wanted to say that it is nice to see a girl, woman gamer out there that is into classic gaming as well as newer gaming systems. Do your non-gaming friends, family, or spouse, as the case may be, find you uncool or dorkish for loving games so much? I just ask because my workers and wife think I am. Jesse Clayton. Well, Jesse, I would say that, you know, probably your workers and your wife haven't really gotten into video games, but um, I would ask, do they respect video games, or have you really tried to expose them to the culture of video games? Because I definitely think that video games and gamers um, have their own culture, and uh, they associate themselves with um, nerd rock, nerd core, um, geek, and I think the word dork would definitely be included in that as well. And I'm proud to be a geek, a nerd, a dork, all that. I mean, I'm into kind of different stuff than maybe the mainstream would be into and that includes video games and puppets so um, I would say you know just try to let them in on one you know some of the reasons why you really love video games and maybe they would kind of respect you for that and definitely own the word dork because that's part of who you are I would say so let me know how it goes hey Z I'm a huge fan of the show you guys are so awesome. I actually made a me of you. <laughs> um, oh, of me and Brett and Chad, Devin, Darren, and Ivy. I have something to point out on your re review of Kirby's Adventure. You said that there has been a Kirby game on every Nintendo console, but he was never in any of the 14 Virtual Boy games released in North America. But the Virtual Boy died in less than a year, so nobody really cares. Sincerely, Otakon. Well, Otakon, I have to say that I didn't really count the Virtual Boy since it's such a random peripheral that everybody kind of makes fun of and a lot of um, people who aren't hardcore gamers even really know about it or remember it. Um, but, um, <laughs> so, okay, you got me. I'm sorry I left out the Virtual Boy. I think I even left out one or two other games. I was just trying to list off a whole bunch of games. Um, just playing baseball. <laughs> Just trying to give an example of all the different games that Kirby had been in. But like I said, you got me. And thanks so much for making me's of us. I love... Oh, careful. 
I'd love to see them sometime. So, um, all right, that's it. Um, thanks for watching, everyone. Again, if you guys have any viewer mail, um, be sure to e email, careful, email me and let me know. Um, this is Little Miss Gamer. I'm going to go hit the swings and keep playing.